Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast presents episode 861, Out of Game Shortcomings, recorded live on May 11th, 2023. Hello everyone, welcome to Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Dust Storm. I'm your other co-host, Godzilla T. And we're back after such a great interview with Brad last week from Impact Props. He had his 30th birthday. Happy birthday, Brad, in case you're listening to us after, after the fact. And we've got some news that has graced us with Halo Infinite and some other unfortunate news of uh, the, the, the impending doom of a certain app that probably we could have seen coming from a mile away but more more like 50 miles away but anyway <laughs> it anyways we'll talk about it in a little bit but first of all let's do our podcast recap gt how was freaking friday last week it was excellent we had good. a lot of fun good we played did we play we played the community 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 playlist for a little while uh, then, then we did the new big team thing, in. right? We did do the new big team thing. We did three, three or four games, won most of them, which was nice. Yeah, that is quite an interesting set of weapons. I have to admit, the especially escal- when you go, yeah, the escalation going from cinder shot rocket launcher to the next one was sword and hammer. I think so. Yeah, I believe that's right. It, it's interesting, the weapon selection. It actually does a really good job of not letting one team just steamroll. I think the original version does that pretty well, too. It's just yeah, the, the, original of- version, the original version does it really well, um, and that's why the oddball works so well. Um, because Over in this one, <laughs> there's the little ham- um, Eshram's hammer. I don't know whatever. Yeah, honestly, I'm honestly I don't like it. I'm not a big fan of it either. Actually, I'm not really I'm not really a big fan of any of the hammers because they just don't work right. I'm sorry. No matter what, if you drop the hammer on their head, they should be dead. Yeah, they shouldn't have to be forty five feet away for a hammer to kill them. (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those. Things that it kind of, well, even if if you steamroll the hammer, you have a little bit better choice option of actually getting some kills within the oddball. So it is a. I don't know. I think I actually get more kills with the oddball. It depends on what round the other team is on. Well, like I'm talking final round to final round. Oh sure. I mean yes. The the reason those weapons are picked is to balance. Mm-hmm. The previous weapons, so that you know you just don't go, you don't get like three tiers ahead of somebody, uh, and just you know just totally blast through them. Like I said, it's a good balance of okay, well this weapon works good for this, but this weapon 
is not as powerful right at the beginning, but the people in the previous one can kind of catch up. Mm-hmm. But then they throw you another oddball, and you know you go from a long range weapon to a short range weapon, and then the next tier, you know, you got two two teams on short range weapons. Next tier's long range weapons. All of a sudden, so you're kind of <laughs> yeah. There's a little bit of back and forth. I mean, the the sandbox isn't. You have to kind of work within the weapons that you've got. So if it's not evenly, but they do a pretty good job. Yeah, I think they did a really good job. With bouncing them, they use the they use the campaign variants of weapons. So yeah, the the escalation slayer that's out there now has the the variant weapons from the campaign, which right. gives it a little bit of more interesting flair. Like the rich, the base escalation slayer is good, mm-hmm. and I feel like this evolved version, we'll call it that has a lot of that same balance in it, but mm-hmm. it definitely feels different because of the variant weapons versus the standard weapons. And I believe all the weapons are still the same weapon except through the variants, except for the last thing being a hammer instead of a oddball, which would, I guess, be the next closest thing to the oddball from the well, weapon inventory. No, the order is different, I think. No, I, that's right. You do start with rocket launchers on uh, the regular. That's right. Yep. Never mind. But yeah, I mean, you get used to using the weapons that are provided in multiplayer, and then all of a sudden they throw in these campaign variants, which you know most people don't play with that much. You know, not definitely not in a PV, PvP set, setup. You know, playing against AI is a lot different than playing against a person. Um, so you kind of have to relearn how to use the weapons again. Because they have some different characteristics. Some of them are similar mm-hmm. enough to their base weapon, but there's other ones that are quite different. I really like the needler. That <laughs> needler that needler works the way a needler should. It Actually tracks its target. And- yeah. It doesn't just kind of shotgun blast the needles. Mm-hmm. You've got the souped up drop wall that also shoots out shock damage if you shoot projectiles through it. You've got the Grapple shot that does the shock damage as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, there we were, I think, like three quarters away through the third game before I even realized which grapple hook it was. <laughs> yep. I think you can do the ground pound with it, too. I've never tried it, but you should be. Well, yeah, to. I just, I never got an opportunity to. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun. We had some good games on on Friday last week. Yeah, the no re- you know, uh Pans was saying, you know, the no recoil sidekick, that's fun. There's a lot of kick, I can, kick I can actually kill somebody with that one. <laughs> like the Halo 5 pistol all over again. Close. Not quite, but close. The Halo 5 pistol is I think one of the better pistols of the franchise. No, CE still's got in my be. opinion. Well, I feel like CE's is so different. That it's almost in its own class. Hence why there's the CEP pistol super weapon in Halo 5. It's its own True. class of weapon. It's it's one caliber short of a 50 cal coming out of a pistol. <laughs> Pretty much. Anyways. That would be hilarious to see a 50 gal shell just eject from that pistol every time you fire it. <laughs> and just wait, it'll probably come in a cursed update or cursed Halo update. Which well, actually, it 
kind of already did in this one. It ha- they have a giant pistol. I saw the giant pistol that's basically it a rail gun. shots everything. It's basically like a rail gun, isn't it? <clears throat> I, I don't know. I haven't actually used it yet. That That's a stream that needs to happen, is Cursed Halo, and we need to actually have them on the show. So, do, oh, do, definitely. Does it support co-op? I don't know. Uh, I haven't actually downloaded this version of Cursed Halo. I have their previous version, which, don't get me wrong, their previous version is absolutely a blast. Okay, so that, that'll be our next objective. We're not doing the podcast next week. So maybe between now and then we can play some Cursed Halo and actually stream it, talk about it, and then invite the maker of it. Because that would be an interesting interview mm-hmm. to have, for sure. Yeah, I'll figure out just how demented this person really is. <laughs> it might be an interesting podcast. Because we'll a normal mind cannot come up with what is in that game. Yeah, we'll see. Why do you need a 50-foot-tall warthog? Because why not? That Have you seen... Make a, that can barely make a simple jump. Have you seen the longest warthog ever video? Yeah, it's in, it's, it's in the... It's in... Uh, um, I think there's a version of it in the first version of the Cursed Halo. Okay. He made a long one, and then he made a wide one. Oh, no, there's... There's a long one, then there was another long one, then there was another, another long one. Mm-hmm. No, I think there, it's actually in the original version. Uh, the, the one two that's like 128 one, seats? I yeah, think. the two longer ones have can only be played on one map. One multiplayer map. Because there's just no map big enough to drive it. Where What map would you fit it on? Oh, it's thing's a custom, long. It's a custom map. It's basically, it's almost, it's I thought you are saying it was in campaign. No, it's in the multiplayer. Okay, okay. I know there, that there one. Is a, there is a map, if I remember correctly, there's a map that's basically just an empty desert with a road that runs down the middle of it. Yes, I, I know of that one. I thought you were talking about they had that longest warthog in the campaign for Cursed Halo. Not the, not the super, super long, but like the 10 passenger one. Okay. I think it's in the campaign somewhere. That, I remember right. Yeah, well, that one is definitely in the new one. That 12-passenger or 10-passenger yeah. hog. Yeah. And then there's the little warthog. <laughs> that flips over super easy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you think the physics were bad and infinite for the warthog? Jesus. See, physics for vehicles is very interesting. The vehicle could be moving this fast, and you die. Mm-hmm. Basically. You're dead. Basically. So right, let's move on to some news. Let's touch on since we were talking about Escalation Slayer and the alternate variants of weapons. There was an update that came out for season three, and we got Super Fiesta in Halo. Nice, Infinite. yeah. An update came out yesterday. Uh, it's just called the May update. It wasn't any particular update with lore or any new season content. It was just a May update, mostly balance changes to. The sandbox for Halo, which we'll go over. But Super Fiesta is now in. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. I hope to play it a little bit tomorrow for Frag and Friday. Should be fun. Mm-hmm. But let's go over some of the other changes, shall we? First off, there is the Ranked King of the Hill. So that's going to be a 
uh, I think a uh, just some updates to the settings. We've got the initial hill spawn be, uh, being from 15 seconds to 5 seconds. So that delay at the beginning before the first hill comes in, that has been reduced. The wind-up period to score has been altogether removed. So there's no longer the little spin-up of time while you're in the hill. It's just once you're in the hill, it starts ticking like it always has before Halo Infinite. And it allows players to, to score right away. So there's no delay to score in the hill. So updates to King of the Hill there. Sandbox tuning, there's quite a bit of it. We've got s- updates to the Disruptor, Spike Grenades, Dynamo Grenades, sh- and Shroud Screen. So on the Disruptor side of things, we've got no more damage over time, which kind of sucks. That's the whole thing for the Disruptor. I mean, that's why you use it. So a lot of the changes for the Disruptor, they said, were to reduce the complexity of the weapon. Which I will agree with. There, There is some complexity in how the Disruptor works because of how many different effects, depending on how many shots you have and how does it chain react and all that stuff. So it, it, is, it can be confusing if, you have, if you're not used to it. I know when I was playing it early on, I didn't understand what the Disruptor was supposed to do. It didn't take me that long to figure it out. I mean, I, I understand that it can be confusing, but you put shots into a target and they start to sparkle. You put enough shots in it, their neighbors start to sparkle. <laughs> I think from a competitive from a competitive standpoint, though, you, you need you want to know how like precisely when. Well, I mean, the disruptor is pretty much pointless in PvP anyway. You get a kill with it, you're 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 extremely good or extremely lucky. Because <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's not like it's a headshot weapon. Uh, it doesn't strip shields that well, so the only thing you've got is the damage over time. If you actually hope to actually get a kill with it, I don't know if a lot of the changes that they made actually. It it seems like that more nerfs the disruptor than actually buffs it or makes it less yeah, complicated. They basically they have made it to where I will not even bother picking it up now. Challenge swap. <laughs> it comes up. But they remove damage over time completely. They reduce the chain damage distance from five world units to two and a half, which I feel is like okay, you Already reducing things. Here's another reduction. Increase super combine damage from 60 to 70. I guess there's a bit of a increase in damage. And then increase the rate of fire from 4.285 to 5 rounds per second. So it's now slower. No. Oh, no, so it's it was, faster. Sorry. Yeah, it's faster. No, it's faster. It's faster. Well, as far as the chain, it sounds like they made they made the distance shorter. The chaining distance, yes. So it won't chain as far away like i said now that thing is pointless to use unless it's just a beast of a five shot to kill yeah i mean i guess it super combines more quickly and it does more damage so maybe for single targets and i'm guessing that's where they're trying to go is making it more useful against single targets but that's not the function of the gun it (sighs) makes a little sense in my head it it is Makes I mean, it, it makes simpler. a little sense, but it doesn't fit the role that I thought they were had for Trying the Trying to disruptor. go for shock weapons, yeah. 
You know, I thought it was more of, you know, to be a group damage weapon. From my own personal experience with the shock weapons, they are the most confusing weapon damage type to figure out. Oh, I can never get them to chain. Doesn't matter which one I use. I can't, I never can get them to chain. Other than the grenades, those, those are pretty easy. You just throw them in a group and it chains right away. But like the, you know, the disruptor never had a chain. The shock rifle, I think I might have got a linked kill once or twice. But yeah, yeah I, 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 I'm still trying to figure out how people headshot with that damn thing. Because <laughs> every time I get a headshot, I'm totally amazed that it actually worked. Same. Same. Although Bobby and Keys are pretty good with it. Like I said, I'm not saying it's me. I cannot figure out how to consistently get a headshot with that damn thing. <laughs> yeah. So that's a disruptor. The role of the weapon has, I think, significantly changed. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, it'll just sit there on the weapon rack, I bet. We'll see. See if it gets used or not. I could see it more competitively used because it has a lot more impact on a direct opponent than trying to chain it, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Spike grenade. Increase the number of flechette. I didn't know that was a word until now. Submunitions that are released on detonation from 8 to 16. So now you get 16 spikes that shoot out. Reduce the travel distance from 5 world units to 3 and a half, so a lot more centralized damage around the grenade. Reduce the area of effect damage from 3.2 world units to 2 world units. Reduce area of effect damage amount from 300 to 160. Okay. Adjusted. Like buffed it and nerfed it at the same time. Right. That's that's kind of why I gave the face I did. And then adjusted the fletchette bounce behavior to deviate less. That might be helpful. So, more munitions that come out in a smaller amount of space where it travels. There's an area of effect damage just around the... Okay, so they're focusing more on the Fletchette doing the damage and -hmm. reducing the actual explosion piece of the grenade. Mm -hmm. How far it is, how much damage there is to focus more on the actual spike damage. So, I guess there's... I guess that's the kind of balancing act of it. So mm-hmm. the Fletchette damage is the same, but there's more of them. So to, to balance the damage output doubling from the spikes that come out, they're reducing the actual explosive damage. Now to I see could, how it plays see, out. I could, I could see that working. I mean, the idea of like you want to throw a grenade and it kind of detonate right where you're throwing it makes some sense. Well, I've always felt this... Bike grenades were kind of underwhelming because I, well, tend I wonder to try if this to, will help with it. I tend to, I tend to try to throw them in hallways and stuff when you know people are hiding in hallways, and it never seems to really do anything to them. So I think this actually helps because now there's double the projectiles, mm-hmm. so there's double the chance for it to actually the spikes to hit overall them. hit yeah. them. So less damage focused here, more damage focused on the random spike trajectory stuff. So I can see this working. I'll be interested to see how that works. Me too. Dynamo grenades, talking about shock stuff. Lots of changes here. 
Reduce the shock area of effect distance from 3.5 world units to 2 world units. Reduce the shock chain distance from 5 to 2 world units. So, reducing at the moment. Increase shock damage per burst from 18 to 21. Okay. Okay. Removed movement stun from shock damage. I thought that was one of the cool effects of that. But, okay. Lowered arming time from... 0.65 0.65 seconds to 0.5 seconds. I can see that being Just means helpful. it'll activate faster. That's fine. Yep. Reduce delay between shock damage pulses from 0.3 seconds to 0.25. So more shocks per time the, the grenade's out. And added one additional shock damage pulse at 2.5 seconds. So again, going from damage out here to more focused damage here. On the inside. Less outside damage, more inside damage. Again, I don't... <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Now, I wonder if that... I'm sure they're talking about player movement, right? Yes. It was still stunned vehicles. Yes. It's just that whenever you're, you were stunned by this grenade, your movement slowed down. That was... Kind of, and again, that's kind of the point. Okay. We'll see. I can always change it back if it doesn't work out. Like I said, I'll be interested to see what these changes do. Same. <coughs> Same. And then the shroud screen. In ranked arena, the shroud screen charge has been reduced to one. So I think okay. it was... Yeah. I think in casual, it's either four or five charges. It takes a long time to recharge. No, I think you only get three charges. Is it three? Social. Yeah. Okay. Or in non-ranked play. Let's put it that way. Maybe it's Escalation Slayer where you technically get more. Escalation Slayer is a little different. Yeah. It's like that big drop wall that they that it, uh, they give you, you only get one of those. On the, the, on the evolved version of it, yes. Yeah. But the regular version, the one that first came out, you still got three drop walls. Yeah, but it used a smaller drop wall. It didn't use right. that giant it, it was, one. It was the base drop wall where this one is yeah. the fully upgraded campaign one. Yeah, I, I threw that thing out and I stepped back. I'm like, geez, Louise. I'm like, it's like, that's what the drop wall should have been from the get-go, that base one. I'm Maybe like, without the electri- the charge effect, but yeah. Anyways, actually, my I feedback kinda, to the drop I wall. Like the jo- the, I like the, dr- the shock effect. I think it would be fun. No, I, yeah. That was one of my consistent feedbacks with the drop wall. It's like, it's just, the base mode is not effective in multiplayer. There's limited use. Unless you're really good at your timing, it's really very useless. Yeah. It needs to take just a little bit more damage before it starts dropping panels. It takes a lot more damage with that upgraded one, which is nice. It's like, that's yeah. the way it should be. No, that one, as far as damage, it's probably a little bit too much. Uh, for a base, yeah. Uh, I'm just saying base it one, needs, the, needs to be yeah. more for the base one. The the base one, I, I just feel it needs to take, like with a BR, at least over a full burst. It's, like, it's one full burst to take out one panel from a BR. Right. 
like I said, I think it needs to be like one burst, then start the next burst. Like, like one, one and a half two, bursts. Yeah. Or something like that. You know, instead of taking three bullets, it should take five bullets. Right. You know, same with the, well, same with everything. Pretty much anything, one burst of whatever it fires will just erase the panel. Especially like Sentinel Beam, it just, a giant hole. Yep. But I understand that it can be a very fine line between balanced or weak, balanced, and overpowered. You know, like if you took it, took that panel to, you know, two full BR bursts, eh, that's probably a little much. But if it's a one-on-one and you set that defensive up, then it should be defensive. Yeah, so I'm, I'm saying it should be defensive and it should give you an advantage. It's just how much of an advantage should it give you? Right. It Yeah, for sure. Quality of life updates are next in this update. So for Forge, there's additional bug fixes for PC screenshot uploading and other bugs. And there's also additional Z fighting movement controls included with this update. The script brains have been limited to 128 node cap now. For the scripts that are above that limit, they will still work but you won't be able to add any additional notes to them. And if you make edits to them, you probably will lose any of that above cap if you end up removing notes. So just be mindful of that if you're forging. There's an FPS counter now on Xbox for those who choose to add that on on their console. Hmm. Yeah. So we can see when we're only getting 30 frames per second. Well, they, they mentioned it in here as far as forgers building their maps to see if they're whatever they have in there is affecting frame rate. So, well, it's, I'm not saying it's a bad thing and it would be really effective or really handy for the forgers because like you said, they can see how their objects are affecting the gameplay, Mm -hmm. which is a big thing to consider, especially if you're trying to make a map that's matchmaking suitable Mm -hmm. for sure. Additional UI UX improvements. Custom games option is now, uh, includes a custom games browser menu directly from the custom games option. Um, there, the matchmaking menu will also receive an update, which will allow twice as many playlists to be visible at once. Instead of just five in the scroll, there will be ten in the scroll. So that'll be nice if they decide to roll that out to more playlists being played. Which it kind of sounds like they're starting to move in that direction, anyways. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, uh. There will be a selection of bundles from previous seasons that you can purchase directly through the customization menu. So you no longer have to wait for it to come into the store. There will be certain bundles that you can just go and purchase outright if you miss them in the past from the store or other promotional things that 343 has released and has no longer been accessible, but you want to be able to get now. An exception to that is previous season HTS bundles and current season bundles are not available for purchase, which kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. additional bug fixes that they resolved that they call out here as well various server and client stability improvements reducing server and game crashes various theater and observer improvements and bug fixes Halo Infinite will no longer crash on launch when attempting to play on a PC that is below the minimum specifications I mean they're minimum specs for a reason but okay yeah <laughs> uh, you know me if it, the system's below the minimum spec the game shouldn't launch period 
So they said the it was an unintentional bug that caused the game to crash before showing the below minimum spec warning message. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, it should just pop up the message. Your game your PC's a potato. Get a better potato. Well the thing was the game was crashing before they could show that message. <laughs> so they addressed an issue causing wasp gun jamming when playing with the bumper jumper control scheme. Glad I and wasn't using that one. And cutscenes should no longer replay when launching the game. That was, was so annoying. annoying. Although it was nice to watch them at least twice. The third time. Every like, time I booted up on Xbox. Although it didn't yeah. do it when I lo- loaded on PC, except for the first time Yeah, I, I loaded on PC. But other than that, yeah. So that's all for the May update. Sight Unseen is still going on as well for its second week, if you all haven't gone through and finished your battle pass yet. Still got another week to do that. Uh, speaking of which, we have a new Intel drop. This one comes from uh, H. Roberts, UNSC Cybersecurity and Network Infrastructure. And this goes into the cutscene, which we'll talk about here in a minute as well. Figured we can talk about the cutscene now. It's been a week. If people haven't I unlocked hope you've the game, seen it. If people haven't unlocked the battle pass or haven't gone online to see the cutscene, uh, spoiler, jump ahead maybe five, ten minutes. <laughs> but this intel is titled Intrusion. Update. After multiple successful repro attempts, we can now confirm our initial flag from this morning. There have been over two dozen discrete intrusion events logged, with several of them originating from previous dormant or archive systems. We're going to continue running multiple scans, but the initial indications are worrisome. We'll be submitting a formal recommendation this afternoon that we start proactively partitioning off key clusters to give ourselves as much buffer as possible. We'll submit a follow-up report shortly. As an IT guy who specializes in security, doesn't sound like they're taking this very seriously. <laughs> they're Oni. Spartan go down the hole. <laughs> Wee And what do we find at the bottom of the hole? A Oni data know center. Yet. Well, we're about to talk about it, so buckle up, because we're talking about it. So, second cutscene, if you finish the Battle Pass, don't have to finish the capstone, you just have to finish through the ten levels of the Battle Pass. We are greeted, again, by Spartan Din, walking through a old lab or data center, something of the like. Din is talking about the last time he remembered being down there, part of when he was Oni. And shortly after talking about it, who of all but Irritus comes, brings to life all the computers down there and starts making the Spartan assembly robot let go of a piece of armor until we see projected out of the armor the avatar of Irritus. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Who saw that coming? The, uh, I'm Really interested to see where the rest of the story's going. Yeah, and there's some speculation that's been going around the community a lot lately of what Iritus taking over as Spartan might entail as far as game mode. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, for those who haven't picked up on the clues yet, Infection is probably coming back as a game mode. It's been one of the most requested game modes that people have been clamoring for be introduced into Halo Infinite. Not only because of the multitudes of mini games that have been based on the infinite game mode, but just overall 
narratively, yeah. it kind of fits with the whole intrusion of Irtus, the AI, and kind of fits into that infection mindset. But instead of being infected by the flood, now we're being infected by AI. So before Halo Fl- Halo 4, what were you infected by? That's a good question. And then in Halo 5, what were you infected by? That's a I good honestly, question. I liked... I liked the concept that they did in Halo 4 where it actually physically changed the Spartan. You know, it. I liked the way they did it, or I liked the visual part of what they did. Mm-hmm. It just, I really wish they would have initially thought about these flood-holding weapons. <laughs> the minigames that were supposed to be supported by it, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of mini games that have been built off of the infection game mode that was introduced into Halo 3. Oh, well, there's... So hopefully, if if we do get infection, that will be something that can be supported through Forge and... Yeah. All that. Yep. I mean, a, a lot of our... Yeah, a lot of our favorite games were... The base game mode was infection. Speed. Yeah, speed. Is Trash compactor. Trash compactor, duck, was, uh, duck hunt, duck hunt, the lobbing objects across the gap, and like you're yeah. on floating platforms. Jenga, Jenga, the the toilet bowl one from Halo Five. Yeah, toilet bowl, flapjack. Um, let's see, Halo. Yeah, and duck hunt. It's it's a similar to duck hunt. No, Halo. The big circle, right? Tire. But I mean, the the concept is similar to Duck Hunt yeah. in that in that regard. Lots of mini games with mm-hmm. it. Yep, we'll see. We'll see when it comes out. Fingers crossed. Next thing up on the news docket is another community spotlight. This comes from uh, Moto, who's a streamer. Uh, got her start on Mixer. Really took off there and built a community, and now has. Uh, moved over to Twitch with obviously not not being there anymore. Started out as a Reach kid, or sorry, not a Reach kid, a CE kid, so one of the OGs. And she's uh, mostly a multi, uh, a, she's a competitive, casual multiplayer <laughs> person. Although she does enjoy the campaign, and apparently she used to podcast. She oh, a really? friend, yeah. Uh, did a podcast called The Drift Gamer, which ended in 2021. I had no idea this podcast even existed. I am right there with you. I don't recognize it. She's a fellow foreigner, and I didn't even know she did a podcast. So, <laughs> oops. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to get her on the podcast and have her talk about her podcast. Might have to do that. We might just have to do that. So, thank you, Pins, for linking the article. You can go on over to Halo Waypoint and check it out. Next piece of info is the $15,000 HCS Dallas Qualifier hosted by FaZe Clan happening this weekend. This is happening in Dallas. Or sorry, not this one isn't happening in Dallas. This is a lead up to... Well, oh yeah, this is the qualifier leading up to Dallas. Duh. Which will take place the first week in June. So make sure you tune on over to the Halo Twitch channel, the Halo YouTube channel, HCS channels to catch all the action. Everything starts at 
12 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time uh, on the 12th, which is Friday, tomorrow. Those are listening live. If you're listening to this download, it's either happening or has already happened probably at this point. There will be seeds in from Europe, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand as well, going into uh, Dallas in, in a few weeks. Is Magic Moonshot casting this one? Um, for FaZe Clan, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. With it being an HCS event, I'm guessing probably not. But we'll see. Tune in tomorrow to find out. All right, let's talk about the next or the last piece of news, which will kind of be the topic, a little bit mini topic for the podcast before we wrap things up. The sunsetting of the Halo Waypoint mobile app. Because it was so helpful. Yeah. I'm going to go on a mini rant, if that's okay. (laughs) We've talked numerous times on this podcast about how useful the Halo Waypoint website is. We've talked about how it feels such a unique experience across different browsing, browsing experience and how you can get to all the different things you want to, whether it's news, whether it's stats, whether it's file share. I'm obviously very, very facetious right now because it doesn't do any of that well. We've had two really awesome websites, one for Halo 4 and that waypoint design, very kind of spacey infinity feel. And then we got Halo 5. It was a little bit of a step back, but still felt very kind of clean and fresh with access to the stats and everything once it actually did get put in there and all the challenges and the stats were there. But now we're stuck on this WordPress site that is a mobile field across every single browsing experience. It has very little character to it. It's like very little information. It's like whatever web developer that they hire, they're, they're just like, okay, just do a custom skin on a default WordPress. <laughs> and then we'll tie in these back integrations and hide them behind menus that it takes four clicks to figure out how to even get to them. I'm sorry, but the, the website and the app are the worst website out of any of them that 343 have designed, I think, in my opinion. From oh, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. From the design. I loved what they did for Reach. I loved what they did for Halo 4. You know, I love how they kept the integration with Halo 3 and being able to bookmark or download uh, maps and game types. And then Halo 5 shows up, all that disappears. All of it, including for Halo 4. Yep. Halo 5, they implement this stupid bookmark system, which in some ways it's better. In some ways, it's a lot worse. Um, well, and to be fair with the bookmark system, that's more, I think that more has to deal with the fact of how custom games files are treated because they're no longer downloads. They are, you bookmark them on 343 servers and then the game links them because you're running on dedicated servers. It's not a file that you download anymore. So I think you download that was just it forced when you get by ready to play it. Well, you're not even downloading it. You're telling the server, hey, load this. Yeah, You're well, the downloading. server still has to load the the map and the game mode onto your system, at least in temporary files. In, in, so it in can dis- some yes, in some so form, it can display yes. the map. Yes. So, yes, the, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> yes, Ben, the bargain basement, indeed. You know, since Halo Five, the website has just gone to the toilet, along with the apps. 
the Halo Waypoint app, the original one, God, it it was useful as hell. It was incredible. And why can't you make stats is almost non-existent. At least for Halo 5, they had an abundance of stats on the website. Granted, it wasn't as much as we saw in the Bungie era or the Halo 4 stats, but there was still a decent amount of stats you could go look up for Halo 5. Mm -hmm. All you can find is your, like, past 10 games, and you can't even go find your medals or, like, full game history. Like, it's none of it's there. Like, that used to be a, 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 a trophy for people was going mm-hmm. and touting all the medals that you got, all the games that you've won, showcasing off how many games that you've played in Halo or yeah. a certain playlist, what your rank was in the playlist. Yeah, that's, how often that's an do you identity see, for people playing Halo. How often do you see screenshots of the website anymore? You don't. Because no. there's nothing there to show. I I remember seeing people posting screenshots on Twitter when they have a really good game, when they go 25 and three or whatever. I did it. I played a SWAT game where it was three on four. Well, it actually, by the end of the game, it was two on four. What One of the guys on the other team was talking crap the whole damn game. And I, I dropped a 25 bomb in that game. <laughs> Guess who my favorite target was? I wound up with 25 kills. He wound up with like six. Because <laughs> I made it my he mission to find him. <laughs> I've made it my mission to find him. I went, I was in every single camping spot on that map and I just waited for his head to stick out. Yeah. But anyway, you can't do that anymore. Nope. Not easily. There, there's stats basically don't exist on the website anymore. It really doesn't. I mean, you can get more information out of the game than you can the website. Yeah, it used to be the reverse. It used to be you got a summary of your stats in-game, talking Halo 3, and then you went to the website to get all your breakdown of everything. It, to really drill down into it. And I'm not. I The changes they made when Halo 4, I was disapproving of. But overall, the website was still pretty functional. Mm-hmm. I still got use out of it. Halo 5 showed up, and that just destroyed it for me. I got very little use out of it because their bookmark system sucks. There was no way to easily search it. There still isn't an easy way to search uh, game modes and maps. It's gotten better since the initial release. It's gotten better. But it's still not like it's it better was. Better than Halo Five was. Oh yeah, I'm 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 not saying it's at, at least the, at least that part of the website has improved. So I'll 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 give a tick to three four three for making that part actually work better than the and then it, six know, years of Halo you Five that we had. Sort the stuff by name, although you can't make that the default sort. Feature improvement. So I'll give that one to three four three. That's at least an improvement from the Halo Five website. <laughs> Still a regression from the Halo Reach, their first release, but... What was the yellow... It was the Waypoint app, wasn't it? The yellow one? <sighs> the or, Halo no, Channel. the Halo Channel. The Halo Channel. Ever since they switched to the Halo Channel, I've had absolutely no use for their app. I watched Nightfall on the Halo Channel. That is it. Yeah. I briefly tried to browse Halo Streamers 
But it was always the same streamers, all the time, even when they weren't online. They have just, they've butchered the apps, they've butchered the website, and they need to fix it. So if you go to the homepage on, if you go to halowaypoint.com, you're met with a purchased Halo Infinite, which, okay, I, I don't know if saying buy the game is necessarily the first thing that people are doing when they come to Halo Waypoint. I think if you're going to go buy the game, you're probably going to go to Amazon or Steam or wherever to buy the game. So, don't know if that's the best use of that front advertising there. They get news. Well, they want you to buy it from the Microsoft store is what they want you to buy it from. You don't need a full page of buy Halo Infinite. Like I said. You don't need a full page for that. It's such a waste of space. Out, Out of my 1080p wide monitor right now and 4K tall right now. I know. I have maybe 30% of it as useful text and buttons and everything mm-hmm. else is image. Such a waste of space. And it's all in the middle. No, it's to the side it's for me. Even, huh? It's on the side for me. But, I've got a nice little thing. But you've got a... Here. And then all of this is image. All of this is image. And then there's a the little yep. footer thing that's like dynamically associated to the bottom of your page. And then you scroll down and you get to the news. Oh, yeah. And, and then you go into news and now you've got your mobile theme. Oh, it's always, it's all mobile theme. This whole website, regardless of what browser you're on yeah. or what platform you're on, is mobile. Why? I mean, there's I can web understand. Development intentionally for desktop experience and mobile experience. That's mm-hmm. a thing. That's why they have mobile web pages and desktop web pages. This whole mobile website is a j- for everything is a joke. I'm on a freaking desktop. I'm not on my TV where it's like an app that I'm navigating through. I'm on a desktop going to the, the clicking on all news. I have four sentences of text with with three bubbles, it's such a waste of space. I'm not on mobile. I'm not on TV. I'm on the freaking desktop. In my browser favorites, I have a folder dedicated to this website so I can just click on the pages I want and here's not have another, to go find them. Here's another thing. You click on the hamburger menu. It takes up your entire screen. With a menu that has eight options. It could just be a f- little simple JavaScript thing that just puts a little box around the only options there. And guess what? There's another get Halo button right there. Like the big one that's on the homepage wasn't enough. They really want you to buy Halo. Tell you what, if I'm buying Halo, I've probably already bought Halo if I'm coming to your freaking website. Yeah. You know what? Much. Buy Halo, a 50 pixel top banner with a get Halo button on it. Get the latest experience in Halo Saga, whatever. Or maybe 200 pixels. It doesn't need to be 2160 tall of an advertisement to get Halo. No. I'm on a 4K monitor. My entire screen is dedicated to a 600 by 800 pixel block of text that says, buy Halo. Why? Oh, yeah. And the scaling for the website just doesn't work. At all. Oh, I reported a bug to Unishek, and I'm like, hey, this text isn't readable. 
He's like, yeah, we, we're, we're replicating it. What size do you get? So I, I took a video of my desktop. I was like, I'm resizing it. Oh, here's where it breaks. And it's literally half of my monitor, like depending on how wide my browser window is, is when it breaks. Yeah. I'm so. <laughs> I love you, 343. Like, we're not, we obviously wouldn't be doing the podcast if we didn't love Halo and we didn't love talking about it. But whoever your web dev is or whatever decision that, that you've made or you're forced your web dev to make, they need some creative freedom to actually make a website that's fun to visit and has a purpose to visit. It's not that useful right now except for checking news. Heck, even the eSports section isn't greatly useful. I go to the eSports section. I go to events. Hey, I want to see what events are coming in this season. Guess what? When I click on the events, it has nothing. It has the kickoff, final results, and the VOD. Where is the schedule? I can't find the schedule by just navigating Halo Waypoint. I have to Google search the Season 2 schedule to find the link to the post in the news section. There's not a schedule on the eSports homepage of Halo Waypoint, which you think might be a number one thing that people are coming to the eSports page to find. That, that's where I would go first to look for it. You think if I go to Halo.gg and want to get probably the latest information on this turn on this season, yeah, you might want to see the last event that happened. That makes sense. You might want to see what the tournament rules are or what the event rules are. Because if you're a partnered team or whatever, you want to get that information. That's not linked anywhere. They jump to part. And again, I have a whole freaking screen that is one header image that is literally half the page and stay connected. Here's all the info that you need. And here's our socials. Guess what? Every social button is taking up a 200 by 200 pixel square. Rules aren't def default linked on here. There's a Halo WC 2022 last season. There's a grassroots. There's an events, which again, the events doesn't even take you to this year's schedule of events. There's partner teams, which, okay. The only thing is all the emblems of the individual partner teams and just clickable buttons. Like there's not even flavor text for any of them. It's just, here's a button with their logo. Lot, give them a toss. Like is. explain like, okay, this team is composed of these individuals started here. Here are their socials and here's their website. Use your space effectively. This website's a freaking joke. And again, the Vince doesn't go to the latest schedule or any upcoming events of like, like we just talked about the qualifier coming up. Okay. You have to click into the news article to find the details. There's just not a, here's the next event. Here's all the details about the next event in the events section of the esports page. Wouldn't that be kind of the first, one of the first things that if someone's trying to look at the event right now, it's like halo.gg. That should be one of the first things that come up. It's like, okay, here's the schedule. Here's the next event and the details for this next event. No, the first thing that should come up is buy Halo. I'm sorry, that's right. Buy Halo is not in here. They they messed up on that. There, there's no buy Halo on on here. The decisions that were made with the website this time were awful. The decisions made for the mobile app were even worse. The mobile app should be a place where you, I mean, okay, I I didn't use this that much because whenever I tried to use it during. The foreigner testing and during launch, the customization of it didn't work. Granted, the customization within Halo Infinite is still kind of a mess. But after 
the first season, I didn't try to go and customize my Spartan in the mobile app, which, okay, that's a decent use case for the mobile app. Mm-hmm. But if it worked, if 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 you were to get the Halo Waypoint mobile app, what would you expect it to do? Work. What what features or capabilities would you expect to? If I want to have a mobile app for this game on my phone, what things do I want to have about this game or franchise that I can do from my app? List your top three or top five. Oh, for me, I you know, well for me, latest news. Be able okay. to look at my Spartan. Be able yeah. to look at my stats. Nope. They got two of them. Yeah. So they're your top three. But the number one of all of it is it needs to function. Well, there there is that. Every time I open that app, it would hang from anywhere from five to ten seconds, sometimes even 30 seconds, while it loaded. Okay, so at least I've used the Halo Waypoint soon enough where it hasn't archived it yet. So at least it's at least it's still on my phone and it hasn't been archived yet. Oh, la- last time last oh. time I reset my phone, I didn't even bother installing it. Okay, it only took two seconds to load, so not bad. Uh, oh, I have to sign in. I probably haven't used it so long as it hasn't saved yeah. my signing credentials. But at least it loaded it's- decently quickly. Yeah, I'm signed back in. Uh, okay, that's interesting. It says I'm signed in with Steam. That's new, I guess. So I click on my profile, it says sign in with Steam. So I get profile and redeem code, which, okay, redeeming codes kind of makes sense for any of the unlocks that mm-hmm. you, you might get. There's also games. So the, the bottom middle icon is games. To buy games. A whole freaking button just to buy games. That makes no freaking sense. You're going to dedicate one s- full section just to buy games. And there's a Fireteam Raven thing on here? As a Yeah. Okay, and then there's Career. It used to be called Companion, and now it's called Career. There's some old UI elements that it looks like sneak into certain places mm-hmm. that were replaced, I guess. Uh, I get my Halo MCC avatar? Yeah. I have my MCC rank. Well, no, you have to actually pick the game to see your your current Spartan or avatar. Oh, you have to go to games and then pick it. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That should be like a drop-down menu. That shouldn't be a freaking main button to go and select which game you want to check your stats on. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That should be a... Okay, if I'm in my career, that should be a drop-down change game. Okay, so for MCC, I have my emblem, which is the emblem with a white background. They couldn't make that transparent or anything. My nameplate's not even right, and the the rank icon doesn't even fit in there. I've got my overall rank down here with my progression, unlocking from the latest battle passes, overall achievement progress. So that's the summary. Multiplayer has win-loss percentages, KD, games played, last 20 games, campaign. Is not even accurate. It says I haven't locked, unlocked any terminals, skulls, or audio logs, which is completely wrong on Combat Evolved. So, okay. So, like here, Combat Evolved is right there. And I can just click it and I get a little list of games. Like, you should, that should have been easy to do for just mm-hmm. the games in general. Like, that's all it takes. That's it. 
Like, that's it. So, none of the unlockables are actually tracked in here properly at all. Uh, skulls and terminals, audio logs, all that. Nothing. There is highest For those score. of you listening to the download, uh, we're Dust showing is off the app. His, and, yeah. Dust is holding up his phone to different at on different pages. Uh, there's progression, so you can see what you've actually unlocked in the different. They're not called battle passes passes or whatever the armor unlock Seasons. things are in MCC. I forget what they're called at the moment. Anyways, it shows you what, what's coming up. So that's that's at least nice. Be nice if you could actually unlock them in here. It doesn't seem like you can, but that would be an expected function. It's like, okay, if I have season points, I should be able to go in here and pick which one to unlock. So you think that would be a function? Well, to be fair, they're not the only one that doesn't let you do that stuff. Still, just yeah, some, I'm, some I'm, feedback. I'm with you. That would kind of make sense. If you're going to present it here, don't just you. show a list, like be able to unlock it. Okay, Halo 5, because we know 343 is all but abandoned Halo 5 at this point. Career. Okay, everything is is there as it should be. So I've got my, my Spartan and my emblem, my current progress with the XP. So this is actually helpful because it actually shows the XP of what how many I have and what's left. So this is actually more useful than the website was. So another kudos to 343 on that. Shows the daily challenges. So the daily win for Firefight, Warzone, and Arena. Shows commendation progress. Leaderboards for ranked playlists, which is good in here. It shows leaderboard, actual leaderboards for each playlist, which is good. Commendations you can explore. Uh different medals that you've earned, how many you've earned them. So like this is actually for Halo 5. This is actually fully functioning for what I would expect. There's no customization of, of Spartans in here, but that was kind of a it's kind of an early thing anyway. So, okay, for the Halo 5 stuff, the app actually works. The thing yeah, that 343 doesn't that- care about actually works in the app. <laughs> like I said, I haven't fired I haven't even fired up the Halo Waypoint app in over a year. Because I was just so frustrated with it that it was slow, glitchy, didn't give me the information I wanted. So I just quit using it. Yep. And I honestly got more use out of the Halo Channel app than I have this one. <laughs> and then for Halo Infinite, it does show emblem, nameplate, current battle pass rank, and all that. For challenges, it shows the daily challenge, which is the only one daily challenge. And then under weekly, it only shows one. It doesn't even show three like you can in game. It doesn't even let you scroll through all the ones that you can have. It just shows you one. It shows you what's coming up in next in your battle pass to unlock, which, okay, doesn't need that big of a card for that, necessarily. Battle pass, you can at least browse the entire battle pass, which is nice. Shows you what's coming up next. I mean, there are good things about it, but just the overall presentation of it, is hard to navigate and confusing. But all this is battle pass stuff and, and summary stuff. There's no yeah. there's no customization of your Spartan anymore on here. I guess they took that out. Well, yeah, because that was oh, that was awful. There's no stats. Uh you can well, you can try to click on store. Oh, uh, it, it did load. So you can buy the stuff from the store in the app, which okay. That would make sense to use the app for. Mm-hmm. So the stuff that's currently in the store, you can use your credits to actually buy. So kudos on that. 
but customization of Spartan of, uh, isn't there. Your stats aren't there. Your medals aren't there. Any of your profile stuff, except for unlocking things in the battle pass, isn't there except for your nameplate and emblem. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're setting it down is not a big loss. No, but it's just like, whose idea was to make the Halo 5 part of this app is the most functional piece, and it's the one game that 343 doesn't care about right now. It's like that was the one thing that the app developers were basically told, just go do whatever for Halo 5 because we technically still have it. And that was the one thing that they were they could actually do what they wanted to do with the app because <laughs> they weren't given any restrictions. And then yeah. MCC's kind of halfway baked and Halo Infinite's just, no. I'm sorry, but as far as user experience outside of the game, or well, kind of even in the game, it's not that great, but for the website and the app, what's going on, 343? Really? What is going on? I mean, if you want point- people to engage with your franchise outside of the game and outside of social media on platforms that's not your platform, this is not the way to do it. <laughs> the experiences are crap. The only useful thing that you can really do on here is news and then half baked go and bookmark files on the website and then Google search the rest of it or Bing search the rest of it to find it indexed on the news article. Everything, mm-hmm. all the information is embedded in news articles. That's not how you design a freaking website for this kind of thing. It's just not. Well, I mean, it's great for announcing what's going on, but the information needs to be put in its pro- proper place as well. But that doesn't support the life of players no. enjoying the game. Yeah, you can announce something, sure. How much of that is that actually the experience of a player involved with the game? Less than 5% is people going like said, and checking the news. The news articles are great for announcing stuff. But like, you know, announcing the schedule for HCS for 2023. Yeah. Great. Thanks. Take that information, put it on the Halo GG uh, page. The esports page should be a one-stop shop for all the information that anyone could be looking for. It should be the top hits for everything. What's the next event? What's the schedule? What happened in the last event? Where are the team rosters? Like, Mm -hmm. all of those should be on there. And only one of them is on there, prominently displayed. Well one and a half the old ones on there where the events is is like here's the previous event stuff nothing about the current schedule nothing about the next event happening and then the teams are just icons with buttons you're not doing you're you're not doing the community and the player base any favors with the design of your website yeah it's pretty bad when the website looks better on half my monitor than it does full screen i'm on half my monitor it doesn't look that good now it looks better than it does full screen so the next thing under the menu on Halo Waypoint is show, which obviously goes to the TV show. And again, <laughs> three sentences taking up my whole screen with the big button to subscribe to Paramount Plus and watch the trailer. Taking up my whole freaking screen. Makes sense on a mobile phone or a TV. Not on the desktop. Not on the laptop. They have different CSSs for different browser platforms for a reason. Use them. Then you can download, 
the series or buy the steelbook. That's the next section. And then there's news. <laughs> At least here for the cast, they have it. They have buttons, but you can actually click on the buttons and get a little tidbit about them. I guess that's how oh, they, that's they may do it for the teams. I didn't actually click onto those buttons for <clears throat> for the the partner teams, but maybe that's how it works. But you can click on the little profiles and get a little blurb about the cast. So that's at least makes sense for a show is you get to look through the cast and there's a media gallery um, and places to buy it. So at least the show page has most of the right content. It's just all scaled out huge for a mobile viewing experience. But at least the content's pretty spot on for that for now. So you got that. And then you have community, which is a split drop down. There's Halo Insider and Content Browser. Both of those make sense. But where's the forums? I thought they didn't get rid of the forums yet. Maybe they did. But I thought the forums still there. I thought the forums were still a thing. Where are the forums? Is that not a thing anymore? Someone tell me. I guess I, not. So if, if I go to Content Browser, featured is all the arena stuff under recommended. There's not actually nothing in the recommended or popular maps or modes is created creator content. And even if it was, there's only four large cards displayed. It's like give us a <clears throat> a six by four or or twelve, like how Halo had the the bungee favorites. Like give us a twelve in maps, the twelve in modes, or something like that. Again, so much screen real estate is taken up by empty space. And your popular maps recommended and popular modes are all built-in modes. Like, those should be excluded from the search results and highlight the community content. You're not doing your community any favors right now, 343, on your website. There's prefabs. Well, they don't do it in gaming either. You go to recommended or popular, and the first thing that pops up is all 343 content. Yeah, the first three sections are all 343 content, because guess what? People are just bookmarking the default things in their are just part of the game. It's like, those should be excluded from those results. I mean, why are you bookmarking stuff that's built into the game? And Laird's saying that they shut down the forums March 20th. So, rip to the forums. I guess Discord is now the new forums for Yeah, I Halo, which is there. honestly what we did for Pottacular, so I guess nothing really that's that's not a surprise, I guess. Well, the the benefit of the forums is it's easier to find archive stuff. Like if you're having a problem with the game, you can actually search the forums for that problem and see if anybody has found a fix. Uh, Discord, not so much. Yeah. Unless there's the threads that actually can contain it, but threads are kind of new to Discord, so that's not really well established yet. But even still, you wind up scrolling for you know, pages and pages and pages of stuff to find what you're looking for. Uh, you know, Discord is great for, like, instant messaging, you know, to chat back and forth, have a conversation, where forums were a lot better for dropping a comment and then coming back later to see responses. Not real-time communication. Right. Which, Discord's kind of doing that with the threads in Discord. It it does function like forums in a certain way, but it's still a lot more real time chat. Mm-hmm. So where forums are 
tend to be more long form posts, you're still being influenced by the fact that Discord is mainly a chatting app, not a forum app. Exactly. So while it functions the same way, it's not being used the same way because of the predisposition that people have on how they use Discord. Yeah, I always I jumped in the forums a lot just to look for information uh, on current problems to see if somebody else happens to have the same problem I do. You know, before I start digging it up on trying to dig it up on the support site, which sucks. Yep. If we're talking about Halo websites. Um, <laughs> the next thing under community is Halo Insider. So if you go there, you have Again, four sections that each section basically takes up the entire screen as you're scrolling. First link it's is becoming an insider. Thing. Then public flighting, which is just a description of what public flighting is. There's no information on what the next flighting is going to be, or what the last flighting was, or hey, here's what flighting has done for us. Here are results that we've gotten as a result of flighting, which might be a little much of an ask for a website, but you know that's improvements that they could make. Well, that's in the news articles. They didn't leak news anyway, articles here again, so... And then the support site for Halo Insiders, whenever there's yeah. a ring going, which there hasn't been in a very long time. Well, I mean, even the regular support site, it's hard to find what you're looking for to make oh, sure and, you're actually reporting a new bug. Oh, and guess how you submit a ticket? You have to click on the article on how to submit a ticket, and then you have to scroll to the bottom of the article that says, submit a ticket. There's not yeah. just a submit a ticket button on the support website. Well, I would I would say maybe not on the front page, but I would expect to see it on the list of known problems. So if you're scrolling through the list of known problems and you can't find your problem, you can say But I mean, so but I shouldn't have to go through three other pages to find the stupid button to push. And the funny thing is, it wasn't always that complicated. Yeah, you have to click on... Oh, this is so stupid. If you go to the support website right now, and you scroll down where here's a known issues and bugs report. So there's different sections. So there's multiplayer and menus, which is one. Campaign, another. And then Forge Creations is another. If you click on submit a bug report, you don't actually go anywhere. It takes yep. you right back to the page. The, the same page that you're on. Why have a button that goes to the same page you're on? If I click on submit exactly. a bug report, I should go to the form to submit a bug report, not just back to the same page I'm on currently. At least in known issues, if you click on the known issues button and you scroll all the way down past known issues, I mean, you could say that's that's the assumption that you've read the known issues and that you know you're actually submitting a new bug report. You can click, you can okay, click on submit the ticket. Put a big button at the bottom of the list. You know, it's... Oh, hang on. I'm not signed in, which might be the problem why I'm clicking the button. It's not doing anything. It could be. But, but anyway. still, that's a functional error. That That's a bug. <laughs> that is a problem. Mm -hmm. If I click on the submit a bug report or submit a ticket and I'm not signed in, it should just ask me to sign in so I can submit a ticket. Mm -hmm. And now I'm clicking on the sign in button and it's not actually letting me sign in. So that's broken. The sign in button's broken. You on Firefox. That's why. Oh, I know. They don't support <laughs> all browsers. Firefox is the third most popular browser out there. Come on. Well, no, they not... want you to use Bing. Or, I'm sorry, Edge. 
<laughs> yeah. Because it does that kind of stuff on Chrome. Now, if I sign in on Edge, I'll stay signed in on Edge. Even through a reboot. Firefox, every time I go to the website, I have to sign in. Guess what? Some people like Firefox because there's more privacy controls over it than Edge and Chrome. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's why there I are use people it. that are kind of security conscious and prefer to use browsers that don't collect every single piece of information about you. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, again, cater to your players a little bit. Just a little bit. Anyway. Just a little bit. That's a Microsoft thing. That's not that's not a 343 thing. Okay. So if I click bug report, okay. So if I actually click submit bug report, it does take me to the form if I'm signed in. But again, if I'm not signed in, it should just ask me to sign in. Even on Firefox. Well, see, you know, if you were on Edge, you wouldn't have to sign in because it wouldn't sign you out because you restarted your computer or you, you know, closed the browser window. So the other two things in the menu are <clears throat> a link to support and link to gear, which both make sense. Want to buy Halo merch? Enough, I need support. So those in the menu, okay, those are fine. Anyway, 343, do you need to work on your presentation? in the digital realm, mainly your website. And I would say your mobile app, but you're trashing it anyway. So it's pointless. There's so much potential for both of these. Mm -hmm. There is. And they're not, well, one, they probably currently don't have the staffing to even bother farting with it. Probably not anymore. And even when they did, they were so focused on the games that the website and the mobile app were, you know, they probably weren't even, wouldn't even qualify as an afterthought. But I do have to say, every time they've revamped the website, there's been functionality lost. Yeah. And the, and at least for the Halo 5 website, while there are certain things that you expect to do on it, just didn't work, at least it was a little more compact. Granted, the stats section was kind of, blown out like this but i don't feel like it was mm. this blown out but the website is built for mobile and only mobile mm -hmm. which makes no sense if i'm on mobile give me a mobile experience if i'm on desktop give me a full featured desktop experience instead they're just cutting corners and they're not even giving us most of the information that we would come to the website in the first place for i'm no Content graphic browser. designer but like I know a good website when I see it. And I have dabbled in making my own websites before. I go there for the news and the Because that's all you can go there for. That's all you can go there for right now is the news. You can't even get the useful information out of Halo.gg. Yeah, it's just... Like, how out of touch are they with the community as far as what they want to get out of the out-of-game experience with the website and the app. It's like there's no connection there. Mm -hmm. None. Or very little. And heck, most people probably don't get their news straight from Halo Waypoint anyways. They probably get it from YouTube. They probably get it from a content creator. They probably get it from a digested version of a tweet post or a Facebook post or an Instagram post. Like we come to the website for the podcast because it's easier to read it that way. And, and we like get to get all the, the information from the horse's mouth and not through third parties. But there's a whole bunch of other websites that are probably getting more traffic to them than actually visiting the website. People are probably getting more information from Twitter. Whenever I see not Mint me. Blitz talk about new info, 
is always linking or most of the time taking a screenshot of the Twitter post and putting it in his videos. The engagement with the community outside the game is broken. And there is no sense that 343 has done any research into what that experience should look like, what a good mobile experience looks like, what a good desktop experience looks like for these games. And I mean, maybe it's that bad across the industry. I don't know. I haven't really checked on other games, but I know Fortnite, I can go and check my stats on Fortnite.gg or FN something stats.com or whatever. But like, I can go get my stats. Well, I mean, with Destiny, their mobile experience has gotten much better than when it was when it started. You basically could look at a lot of stuff, but you couldn't do anything about it. I mean, and this you can't even look at a lot of it. You can't really do anything with what you're looking at anyways for Halo Infinite. Yeah. Nowadays with Destiny, you can actually interact with the app and it affects in-game. But honestly, there <laughs> with Destiny, a lot of the non-bungee stuff, just the API that Destiny has is more functional outside of Bungie than it is inside. The information is easier to find. It's searchable. It's sortable. But, I mean, that's third parties using the API, right? right? That's third parties using the API. That but That's kind of Bungie, always been the case. But Bungie does... Bungie is at least being active with their own API and making use of it, where 343 is not. Infinite has an API. That information is there. Just 343 is not doing anything with it. There's... I didn't say it was a good API. I didn't say it was a functional API. The information's there for them to pull. They just have to do it. Yes, there's some other, there's some other things regarding the API on why we haven't seen it made available yet. They don't want to see how they don't want <laughs> I us think to that, see how broken Infinite is. <laughs> I, that's probably all I can really say about that at the moment. Yeah, don't worry about it. Like I said, the information's there. It's something that they can access, and it's something they are not using. Yes, the information. I didn't say they had to make there. it public. They can keep it in house. They can use it. They can All present they have it on the to website. Do is actually use it. Like what's and post is, is it the, on the website? Like make a the, mobile app that can access it. Is the problem that you can't? You don't, you don't want to pay for the extra web processing for people to go and find their stats? Is that it? Like cutting corners. My big Microsoft's making a whole lot of huge money investments and, and not focusing like they're 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 more worried about making the big purchases than actually making the small ones, it seems like. That seems to be the trend with Microsoft over the last two years is we don't care about the small purchases. Last or, two, ten. And they just announced today that there's not gonna be any raises for, for Microsoft and for full time employees come this next year. It's like can you not just take care of your own people first before going for money grabs? Really? Corporate America, you got to love them. <sighs> yeah, sure. <laughs> well, I mean, I get people all the time that want to buy a part from me, but it's a special order part. It's for an older car. It's not 
as popular as it was, so it's not something that's kept in town. And they get all miffed at me that I want to charge them freight. Okay. Especially part. $45 part. Freight to bring it in is $35. (laughs) So I'm supposed to just give you the part for free? So I lose money on the freight. I lose money on the part. So that is a net negative for negative for you. Yeah. But you won't buy it from me because I'm going to charge you freight. It's like, okay, bye. You know, there are, there are situations where I can make that happen. I had a customer that needed a part that was in another state and he wanted it overnighted. Okay. It's a $138 part. Overnight freight on this part was $402. <laughs> they wanted me to eat the overnight freight. Now, granted, it is due to our mistake or a problem with our from the place that we were going to get it from, but there is a limit to that. If yeah. you want me to spend $400 on overnighting something, you're going to pay for it. Yeah, especially if it's overnight. You know, it, it's just... It's stuff like that, but it's corporations have this. It's me, 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 me. Screw everybody else. Yeah. Even their own. Yeah. I mean, you know, honestly, once you get over a million dollars a year, what do you do with the money? I mean, I know what I would do with it, but. No, seriously. If you had a guaranteed income of a million dollars a year. What would $2 million a year get you? Another seven houses? What the fuck do <laughs> you need that many houses for? <laughs> Another 27 cars? How do you need 27 cars for? Now, don't get me wrong. My garage would be like, you know, 450 feet long by hot rods, 600 feet <laughs> wide. But, um, I, I'd, no, be I building, just, I'd be building a house, making sure that there's a land party man cave. <laughs> So I could could host land parties and cook for people. (laughs) I'm not saying people can't spend the money because obviously there are ways to spend the money. But what's the point? It's you and your wife. Why do you need a 50 bedroom house? Just to say you have it? Probably. It's, I don't know. It's a problem and it affects all of us. It affects the things we love to do, like play video games. And I wish there was a way we could fix it. So in that rant. Yay. So in case you didn't get the, uh, the news part of this, the mobile app is shutting down in a couple weeks. And we're really sad about it. Not. So, well, we ranted on that one long enough. Mm -hmm. We somehow took an announcement of an app expiring to take an hour discussion about how well, you know, it went from app to website to corporate America, back to the app, back to corporate America, back to the website. Oh. Yeah. Well, Confel, that's the whole reason why they're shutting it down, because no one was using the app, according to usage data. People were more going to the website. Because Which people going to the website useless. and what they were trying to do is still a question, because really the only useful thing on that website is the news. And I guess kind of bookmarking files now, because that's actually mm-hmm. working and supported. But no stats, no Spartan profile or game history. That out-of-game experience just does not exist anymore. 
except for bookmarking files. So, and you bet your butt I provided this feedback <laughs> before the game came out, before the website released. Anyways, sorry for more of a ranty episode. We're not going to be here next week because I have, <clears throat> um, I guess we'll call it a class that I am taking that is Thursday night, Friday night, and all day Saturday next week. So I will not be available. Uh, Dust is may- getting smarter. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if GT is daring, he might stream some Cursed Halo or something on Thursday next week. I'll leave that up to him and let him make the announcements. Maybe. Maybe. I got to get it installed first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing it's part of the Steam Workshop now. Yeah, it's part of the Steam Workshop. This will be my first venture into the Steam Workshop, so it ought to be interesting. That's Indeed. kind of, I think, in one of my weekend tasks. Gotcha. So that'll wrap it up for us tonight. Come join us tomorrow night for Fag and Friday. We're all Fridays for Fag and Friday. We'll be in Infinite again. And hopefully the next time we're on the podcast, we won't have something so <laughs> ranty to discuss. Maybe we'll have something better. We'll see. Less ranty, more positive. Anyway. We shall see. All right. Thank you, folks, for listening. I saw we got a lot more viewers later on in the podcast. Maybe because we were ranting. Who knows? Deathstorm's ranting. It's getting interesting. Anyways. We'll see you on the next one. Again, no podcast next week. We'll see you all in a couple weeks on, uh, I guess that'll be the 26th, 25th, 25th of May on Twitch. Have a good night, everybody. Good morning, wherever you are. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. You can find our podcast on your favorite podcasting service and listen to us live every Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time on Twitch. Check out our website, podtacular.com, and join the community on Discord at podtacular.com slash Discord. If you want to play Halo with us, come join us for Frag and Fridays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Become a supporter of the show by sharing the show with your friends and family. Or help keep the lights on by subscribing to us on Twitch, donating via PayPal, or becoming a patron alongside Confal, Pins Halo, and Prestige Ace. Until next time... Keep on fragging trucks. <laughs>